Okay, open up to page 20 in B'nai Machshava Tova. We're in the middle of Ot Chet. It's so good to get back to this. I apologize for last week it didn't happen. We're in the middle of Ot Chet, towards the bottom of the page where it says Machshava Torah. Do you see it? Are both editions the same? Let me just check this. Jerry, which one do you have? Yeah? Yeah, okay. So, what would you do if you knew that there'd be a way that from today till tonight you could have, think about Kedusha all day long? What would you do? What would you give to have that? What would you give to, be, to like have a day where you're filled with just thinking about Machshavot what? I'd do anything in the world. I'd mamish do anything in the world for that. I'm sure you would too. That from more than I knew until I went to sleep tonight, it's not just that I wouldn't think bad thoughts, but that actually I would be thinking holy thoughts and purified thoughts. We would do anything in the world for that. So what the Rebbe is going to take us now into is halacha, like practical avoda, work. The work that we're here to do right now. So let's go right inside. Machshavat Torah you want to have pure thoughts? It's dependent on something. You can't just <coughs> refrain from coming into contact with possible obstacles in the world. That's not what's going to give you the machshavas tehoras, which is what we usually, you know, many times we think the way that I can attain this taharas and the machshava is I'm just going to not go and look at that thing or engage in that conversation. No, it's talui behit orerut behit lavut. You have to have an awakening. You have to have enthusiasm. You have to have that. It's talui It's dependent on it. And you have to have hitlahavut about machshavas tehoras. What did I just see recently? Oh, I was reading this story about Yeshcha. Yeah, I was reading this story about this Breslov Chassid who was thrown into jail when he was living in Uman about a hundred years ago. He was thrown into jail. And it was, it was Friday afternoon, he was thrown into jail. And then they let him out. They said, they, 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 he was driving them crazy because he was telling them, Reb Nachman Tayyaz or something. And he was driving the authorities nuts. They wanted to get this guy out of here. So they finally signed off his, his release. But back then, you, I don't know if it's today too, you have to sign on your release as well. What happened? It was already Erev Shabbos. So he's, he, couldn't, he couldn't leave. So he stayed... Friday night, Shabbos, they said, came to him again, they just, he was driving them nuts. He came again, Shabbos morning. They said, please, you, you, you really need to leave. Here are the papers. And he's saying, listen, I, I'm not leaving. And they're thinking, like, this never happened to us, ever, 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 right? And it started to get really lonely. They threw him into the Tzinok. How do you say Tzinok? The gutter? The, uh, no, you, you chucked into the... Solitary. Solitary confinement, right? And it was really, really bad there. And all they did was they threw him in a piece of bread in there. And he didn't eat anything since he got in there on Friday. And then, at a certain point, when he realized he was starving, lonely, away from his family, from Shabbos, but he realized what caused this thing to be in this place is that he was Mekadesh the Shabbos. So he, had a, he started dancing in his tzinuk 
Why? Because he had, he didn't just have machshavah tahor about Shabbos. He had hislavus from He had hitlavut from Shabbos. He had enthusiasm over that which put him into solitary confinement. So if that's true about someone that's in the, in the Ukrainian jail in the 1900, early 1900s, so al-achaz ka'a that we should have hitlavut, we should have enthusiasm over the fact that even despite our robotic tendencies, we also chose to come to shul this morning and put on tefillin. We should have itlavut over it. It was chaval. I mean, it was almost, at a certain points during davening, it was mute. You couldn't even tell if the people were davening here or not. It was complete silence. You, you, you have to, it's got to, you have to awaken it. You have to, it's like almost speak. It's enough to be yotze mitzvah, but what he's saying here is that it's not yotze, it's not enough to bring you a trend of machshavot tehorot that continue without the day. That's not going to last. So again, <clears throat> from the beginning, machshavat tehorat tluya behitorerut vehitlavut. Pure thoughts are dependent on awakening enthusiasm. We have another one here if you want. Ve'itlavut b'machshavat Torah. And the enthusiasm has to be in the machshavat Torah. Ki ilmale, look what he says here. Ilmale haya yachol ha'ish l'rakechet libo u'litlaev tamid. If a person could only soften his heart and always be enthusiastic, ha'ita machshavato yoter nekiya. His thoughts would be cleaner. Ve'ilmale ha'ita lo machshava nekiya. And if a person has clean thoughts, haya yachol l'itlaev u'litorer yoter He's saying, if you wanted to press a button of called the enthusiasm button, it'd be possible if what? If your heart was, if your thoughts were in, in a generally a clean place. What's the problem? It doesn't work like that. It's not like we're sitting at home and our normal state of mind is just like, isn't it amazing that Adam and Eve were created on Friday morning? That's not, that's not how, I mean, maybe, I don't know, Yoni, maybe that's where you're at. <laughs> I don't know, could be. But generally, it's not like our natural state of mind that our thoughts are so clean that that's what we're generally thinking about. No, it's that when I have an opportunity to be on fire, I have to, I mamish have to make the most out of that opportunity. And then, because when I do that, then I'm able to do a mitzvah. But they're dependent on each other. That's what he keeps on saying here. They're dependent on each other. Again, second to bottom line, ve'ilmale ha'ita lo machshava nekiya, haya yachol lihitlahev ulitorer yoter becholet v'zman shemachshiret atzmolo. Lachen bishneihem, in both places, whether the, it's the broadening of the purification of thoughts and the enthusiasm of it, tzarich ha'yisraeli, a yid needs to la'avod. It's avoda. It's not something that you have to wait and say, when I'm in a good streak, then it's going to be good. It's, it doesn't work like that. And to grow his thought process like this, and the awakening of his itlavut, outside the text. If we had to ask ourselves right now, how do, what would we do practically, Lamaisa, today, to make today be a Kedusha day, a holy day? What would, you, what would you guys say from this? So we already probably blew Shachris. Okay, let's just be real about it. Now, so when's the next opportunity to do something that will bank on its enthusiasm? Ah, uh, so let's not even think about it. But what are we, so how do we prevent missing, messing out right now? We don't leave. 
<laughs> you're talking about Captain, each one is always it's like, how, how do you continue this? How do you know he's essential? I don't know what to do. I don't want to. I don't want to leave. How do you continue this? Right. So remember what we said. There was a concept in Yiddishkeit called Kolel. <laughs> it was meant, you know, so that it's not just this, you know, this, you know, ten minute freebie in the morning that you inject yourself with. There is a concept, okay. But as far as I know, most of us are not going to be in this room in about half an hour. So Lemaisa, if we took the Rebbe's words, how would we make this practically part of our lives right now? If we go to work, we can recognize that even our work, we can bring kedusha to. Okay, but, but recognizing is nice, but what do you do with that recognition? Allow it to accept you. And, and make More. It inspire you to, to work harder and a better job. Each of us have our own top in life. We're not, not all of us are meant to sit and call it all day. And no, I'm not saying that we all should. I'm not suggesting you know, that, that, that wasn't the point. But allowing yourself is not an avoda. That's just like, a, that's a passive holy place, but in terms of avodah, in terms of what he said, tzarich ha-Yisraeli, la-avod, he has to work on this, what does he have to work on? Legadel et machshavto v'hitorerut itlavuto. We have to realize something, that passion, the way that Hollywood has, has, has trained us to think, is that that's something that grabs you. And he's saying over here, that's sheker. Passion is something that a yid grabs. Not that he's grabbed by it. That he waits to be swept off his feet. A yid, avodas Hashem, is that I grab the passion. I, I'm going to go and make something passionate. Not that I'm going to wait to be turned on by something. <clears throat> the whole chiddush of the Baal Shem Tov is don't wait until the fire is in the room. You become the fire. That's how it has to be. So again, on a practical level, like, okay, wherever we're going to be in our workspace, whatever we have to be busy with, right, in the next few hours, just today, how are we going to take what the Rebbe is saying into practicality? Is that, it's, to remember that it's dependent on each other. We want to keep the clean train of thought. It's not just about refraining from places that are going to bring me down, but it's going to be that in what I'm doing, my consciousness and awareness of, am I doing, the next time we take a bite at a meal, try the following. I'm going to choose to drink this coffee or I'm going to eat this, whatever it is, so that I have koach to be an Evet Hashem today. What would, what, would, what, would, what, would, what would that do to the next bite you eat? You could put heat love, you could put enthusiasm. Oh, we're all going to quit our jobs. Huh? No. Nah. Get this. And then while you're working, say the money, don't cheshbon out now how much you're making, you'll probably get depressed. But if the money <laughs> that I'm making from the few minutes that I'm putting into kochen here will make sure that my children grow up in a house that they have whatever they need. Right? Wow. Wow. He, or that, that's widening your thought spectrum as well as putting enthusiasm in the thinking that you're doing. So it, it does, you know, lengthen whatever is happening here right now. Okay? If you have other, other ideas, please. I was just thinking about, like, the story you told in the beginning of the... In jail, yeah. In jail, yeah. and I think maybe one of the openings to, to him realizing how great this opportunity that he was given to, because it was a response, direct response to him and his Messiah Nefesh on, on Shabbat. Right. It was also his ability to feel the, the quote-unquote negative emotions. Like, his openness to the sadness allowed open a funnel to actually feel emotions. Uh, if I speak, I guess, on a personal level here, but like, 
so much of chinuch has been like quiet at now. So much of the chinuch that I, I've given myself through the years is like, no, when you feel sad, step away. You don't need it. You don't need it. You don't need it. But there's something like honest about like emotion to emotion, giving it space. So even if you're like bummed to go to work or you're like frustrated, giving it its moment and be like, okay, but now I can now I can turn that 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 negative emotion right. and realize that where it comes from is my desire to succeed at work. Or my desire to bring more money to my family so they can like show the <coughs> Remember that filter process he was talking about a few weeks ago? The, the, I don't know if you were here, the natural filter process that our brain does with certain feelings and emotions. He says that the filtering, part of the filtering that my brain is on automatic is that when those kind of emotions, which might make me feel down, I, have, I automatically translate that to mean there's nothing that I can do with this. So I might as well suppress it. And you're right. If he, did, if he wasn't open to that feeling of, look where I am then he would have never come to the, the, the place of what a simcha it is that this is what, you know, this is what brought me to where I am right now. I, I'm, I'm Amish with you a million percent. Does everyone understand what he was saying? It's a very deep thing what you're saying. Emor me'ata, say from now, the Rebbe says, so from now say, lo levad be'inyan hitrachvuta machshavat tzrichim ledaber. It's not enough that we just, we should be talking about Conscious mind, consciousness, and 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 lengthening good thoughts. We could, and he said so many times you could lose your mind when that's how you think, and that's what you're trying to do in the world. How am I going to wait? How am I, I going to awaken the enthusiasm of my heart? That's what a Jew has to be worried about in the morning, not a chassid or a litvak, not an older person or a younger person, a human. Breathing Jew has to have that on his on his daily chores. Not, I hope, please Hashem, that that thing which touches me will come my way. No, how am I going to awaken that which makes me feel on fire? I need to be the one that takes those rocks and rubs them together, right, until there's a spark there. It's me. Not, am I going to please God? Make sure that I. Pass by someone's medura to get some heat, right? By by someone's uh, medura, by someone's bonfire, huh? Yeah, to get some heat. Please, Hashem, I I need to do this. You know, again, this is why. Remember what he told us in the beginning of the learning that there's no leader. Why? Why? Why do you think he's saying it again over here? Like he's kind of like, how does it show up again over here? This concept of there's no rebbe here. There's no leader of this group. Because do not wait for me. Don't, it's like so weird because it's kind of like against what like some of the tenets of Hasidus are where it's like about the Rebbe and everything. But about this it's not like a Hasidic sect. It's this select group of saying don't depend on anyone else's you know in order to have a good davening. That's not what this is about. You have to do it. We're in the second line of this paragraph. We need to find, we need to look for different etzes and tachbulot. That means all the different strategies. He's, he's, Mama, she's saying over here, it's so proactive, it's so not a passive avoda here. You've got to think of all the strategies, all the etzot. We know ourselves. We'll get to know ourselves even better. But we know what it takes to put us on fire. We know what it takes to make us on fire. We have to be conscious of that. We have to think about that. 
And we have to implement those things, those strategies. Like every person knows, I need this to get me going. Right? So you have to make sure that that's a must in your life. You have to make sure that's a constant in your life. I know also that this refrain, this doesn't allow me to have a broadening of thoughts, meaning that it doesn't allow me, it cuts my thoughts down very strong. For instance, I know that if I turn on my phone right after Havdalah, my Shabbos is in the toilet. I could say goodbye to, I don't even have to say goodbye to Shabbos. I don't have it. I don't have it anymore. The second, I, only that's why your words, the 5% of what I understood, what you were saying yesterday, and that, that's a compliment, by the way, really, that on Shabbos, the sustenance is so clear. The sustenance. And the screen, the sheker of the screen's sustenance is such a painful illusion. So the second that I turn on what I think is going to sustain me, which is the screen, the delusional screen, so that which truly gives me sustenance, stops. Right? So the second that I turn on the phone, fa- I know that for me, that's my tachbula. That, that's something that I have to really be conscious of. How much can I, you know, and then if I turn it on two hours later, or three hours later, or, or Sunday morning, Rahman al-Islam, it, you know, it happened a few times and it was done. It was just like the Motzei Shabbos blues didn't kick in until Sunday morning. Everything was just very different. Anyway, each person knows what he needs. You have to know. Like, why is there Indian of davening in a makom kavua in a shul? Because you get, you, 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 you have a kvius, when you have a kvius of a place where you're davening at, then you already, you've built around yourself some kind of a protecting shield. Like, when I'm davening, I know already what to, you know, what's going to be around me, what's not going to be around me. I know what I need to be in a good zone. So it's all these things that he says, nechapes etzot v'tachbolot. Let's look and search for all the different tricks here, all the different strategies which will help us do what? Grab passion. Create passion and grab it. Hashem should, should enlighten our eyes and help us. That eventually we'll be able to pick ourselves up. This is, these are very passionate words. From above the gvul, the border of zoham. Zoham comes from the word zuhama. Huh? Contamination. Contamination. From the polluted state of mind that we're usually at. That we've been sinking into up into our necks. Okay. Remember, who is he talking to? He's talking to Hasidim that... that we were talking about three times that morning, right? You have to remember who he's talking to, right? It's like it's like it's clear he's talking to us today, you know, hundred years later. Then, you know, we've we've sunk in so low into our neck. He's speaking to Chasidim, and whoever's in the room is saying, "Emes, Emes, Emes." It's true, it's true. We've we fooled ourselves for so long. It's true. Yeah, everyone always talked about balance. Don't become too Haredi. It's too, that was all a cop out from dealing with the real stuff that we have to deal with. You know, those voices of we can't become too Haredi are usually not really sincere voices. They're just these cop-outs from really jumping in certain areas in our life that should be jumping. For some reason, we say that's becoming Haredi. I don't know why. But he's saying over here, that's not at all what we're talking about. If you're true to yourself, think about how hard it is to to have a, a continuous 
stream of pure thoughts and why every day is such a struggle to make it by Ishma Yisrael at night feel like I'm a holy Yid. Is that something that we deal with today? In our day, in the, in our day and age? If we're real, then yes. It's something very real. Because it's almost impossible. Unless you're really going to sink yourself into a coal all day long, and even then, it's very, very hard to keep a continuous strain of, you know, of, of pure thoughts that make you want to feel like you're Bikdusha every single day. It's very, very difficult. Okay, let's just start a few lines for the next paragraph. Is that okay? That was convincing. Very passionate answer that you guys got there. Huh? You're still stuck on the previous paragraph? <laughs> let's, okay, no, let's not go further. I want to ask you all something. Is everyone here willing to commit to create for themselves a list of five strategic points that'll keep him in check, that he knows for himself what he needs in order to keep himself in a pure and holy, holy space throughout the day? <laughs> no, you know why? Because because you have too many excuses to come up with why one and two didn't work. So if you have five, <laughs> you have less, you know, there's less room for uh, for hiding out. The hard thing is to do it as not a wish list, but a practical list. I wasn't talking about a wish list. I'm saying that's a very right. hard thing to come up with. Why? A wish list. I could tell you I want to stay in Shul on Friday night for the rest of my week. <laughs> that's not, but yeah, but that's not the that's not the world that we live in. Right. <clears throat> it's almost like a the practical list gets a little gets it's hard to not get a little uh, depressed. Yeah, but he's saying over here that's not that's not that doesn't have to be like that. I know, that's avoda. <laughs> that's why it's an avoda. <coughs> you guys want to go down to two, and keep it a wish list, five practical or two wish lists, whatever you guys choose. Well, the avoda is five practical. We're here to work. The avoda right? is five practical. Right. What? Okay, so let's start with one thing that we could all agree on. What will it take for us, to, and tomorrow's a tricky because we, most of us meet in another shul, but let's say for Tuesday morning when we're back in here, what's one thing that we need to do in order to make sure that davening doesn't sound here like a cemetery? It's hard to say this, but it starts with the chazan. When the chazan sets a tone, it's also like Shabbos is the same thing. I think it starts with getting here on time. Well, on time. <laughs> I was going to say. I was going to say. On time. And then you get when there's a chasm that that's giving you the space. No, uh, absolutely. But you need to be here on time. 100%. You need to be here not just on time. You need Before, to be here a few yeah. minutes early. If you actually want to give yourself a shot of having a davening that has a shpa on your day, there's no way it will happen if you come at 8.15. That's, and that's on time, right? No, that's what time you start right no, meaning, right, right, no, but what I mean is like, what, you go to a meeting, what time does it start? 8.15, what time do you get there? Oh, I'm there on 8.15. Okay. And you expect to just go there and boom. It doesn't, you know, come on. So, that's one thing. Again, remember, on the level of checklist, there's nothing wrong with getting here at 8.30. You'll catch a, you'll catch a Kaddish. You'll catch a Baruchu at the end. Don't worry about that. You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. Everything's good. They're waiting for you in Ghana. It's fine, right? But that's not what it's about. So you, you say, the kids in the morning. If it's that important for you that your kids have a father that lives, in a, li- lives a life of Kedusha, then you'll even get your kids to school five minutes earlier. 
Yossi Sawson drops off his kids sometimes oh, at 7.10. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't need to go there. Whether, whether they, he's he's a, whether, it doesn't matter. They're there. They're going to open the gates, right? <laughs> no, but let's, let's be real. Let's be real. It's, isn't this scary, what we're doing right now? Isn't this so threatening that half of you are blushing because you think I'm talking about you and I'm talking about me, really? It's such a funny I'm thing. Back a couple of years, and uh, when I came to Israel, I thought, for work, I'm going to do, when I go to Israel, I'm going to, do, I'm going to be better. I'm going to be, you know, like you say, living your day inspired. And there were, there were, there were certain things I said, I'm going, to, I'm going to do it this way. It's time to make those, incur those expenses to make sure that you can do, that I can do those things that way. You said, you know, when you live, when you live inspired, it, it doesn't start with the morning, you know, with the tail wagging the dog. You know, you have to have it, you know, coming in the head. It starts at night. Uh, yeah, so that's how the Shulchan Aruch oh, wow. begins. Yeah, Shulchan Aruch is wake up and tish'al b'boke, you know, like you have to... Isgaber ka'ari, la'on b'boke. More like a lion, first thing in the morning. Don't hit the snooze button. Yeah. I, t- I, I told you the story about Rav Bravender. I told you guys this story, remember Rav Yeshiva? I'm sure I told you the story. That he wanted to understand how to do that. What you just said, like to really, you know... So he went to the, the zoo to see how, I told you this, lions. how lions wake, wake up. <laughs> and he doesn't even understand what the Shulchan Aruch was speaking about. Do you know how a lion wakes up? He's the boss. He rolls around. <laughs> he rolls, he stretches. He's I think, though, I, mean, I watched them on safari this summer. Yeah. They're ready to go. Whether there's, if they... If they wake up and they haven't gone through their stretching routine yet, and there's a there's a, there's a meal waiting for them, right. they're on it. In other words, like right. they may like when they can, you know, have a lazy morning. <laughs> right. But but when when the opportunity is there to go for it, they don't they don't hit the snooze button. No. The lion's no. wife when 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 she sees all the things running away from the lion, she just laughs. He's not gonna run after you. You're too far away. So. We can get really deep right now with what you said. Okay, <laughs> really deep, but we're not. We're not going to do that right now. But listen, what is it going to take for each of us to take upon ourselves to be committed to at least starting our day right? So if any, you know, it's a, it's a sad reality that most places in the Orthodox world, all you'd have to say is, what will it take for you to come to Minyan? And yet we know that we come to Minyan. Okay. So it's, it's been nice. Kita Aleph. Now it's already time. A little bit Kita Bed. Our kids need much more than us to just make sure we go to Minyan. They need us. They, they, our wives need us to really have something here that, that has Iklavut. I'm not talking about you have to dance every single day. But that there's a certain point in davening you learn how to oh, yeah, something alive. A life. So he says over here you need to have Lechapes Etzot Vetachbolot. So there's two ways to learn this Sefer. We can learn about what people were talking about, what a select group was talking about 80, 90 years ago in Poland. Or we could cry while we're learning this Sefer and say, this is me. This is me. I want my, I don't want, I want to look back. If we look back at our weeks last week, right? Alavai, we could look back and say, that was a week of passion. And don't, get, don't let Friday night's joint confuse you. That's what it was. Don't let this, the, 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 the high from Friday night confuse you as to how your week was, right? So, like, Jerry and I were in a place in the world this year, and I was davening for the Ahmed, and 
the people there were like, this was the highest davening we ever had. This is like a real place. And it was one of the, not that it was lowest, but it was just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> right? I, I was chazan, I looked at them and I was thinking, are you kidding me? <laughs> Meaning, what's our parameter? What, what are we setting for ourselves? So like we could, I think we're safe enough, okay? We're honest enough with ourselves to know that what we need is more. What we need is we cannot show up at 8.15 and expect to be, understand what he's talking about over here. There's no way. There's no way. It can't. You can't do it. Isn't, I mean, like, okay, so yeah, then actually you come to Shua five minutes early. You come actually ten minutes early. And what do you do? To Prokim of Deilim, or you, you learn, a, I don't know, Daft Marvin, whatever you want. But, I mean, essentially, all you're doing is putting more locks in place. Because that's if we, that's if you do what you just offered. Uh, no, I'm just saying Sana Naglecha. What about if you come here for five minutes and you put a talus over your head and you just think about how precious it is to be alive and how precious it is to talk to Hashem? So that'll be awesome for the first week. And then this next week it's just another habit I have. That's what I'm trying to say. Is that we, 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 like, <coughs> years, yeah, we can keep on good habits and more and more good habits. Come to Shul with step one. Come to Shul you know step what? Two. I dare you. Yeah. Come to Shul with that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I dare you. I want to, let's give yourself the chance that that becomes a habit. That'd be amazing. I'm saying, when I look at things. You see, you can't say yes. It's <laughs> unbelievable. So, so, it'd be amazing. Yes. No, 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 no. Stop. Give yourself a chance to become sick of, or, or for, for it to become habitual to come here and talk to Hashem when your talus is over your head for five minutes before you start davening. After that, let's continue this conversation. I guess, I guess this is maybe an internal sickness that I have. Is that like when I look at something, I want, I don't want just a solution. I don't want a band aid. I want something that is gonna like I'm gonna set it in motion. It's like shuffle on uh, on your iTunes. Okay? Right. Right. Like every time I don't know what's coming. Do you know how that happens? Yeah, that Wait, Josh, you're, what you're saying is perfect. Yeah. Do you know? How, do you know how you create that shuffle? Start, start with something, I guess. This, no, this, this is it. Why? Why do we assume that if we actually were real with God, that would start sounding like a boring record? That I would say it's not. That's why Reb Nachman explains that when you actually have enough. I guess, safety zone to start talking, pouring it all out, you know, you have no idea what's about to come out. You think you know what you're going to tell Hashem. You don't even know what's about to come out. Four years ago, I gained appreciation for the Adamaisa uh, Bites talk a few weeks into the battle. I'm telling you, for me personally, none of that's been lost on me. Still? Every Still. three times a day, you get that? Every you get it? Awesome. But that place of setting myself up, see if I if I think like what you the way you're saying, and you're not the only one that's sick with this. We all have that, mm-hmm. is that we're so scared that that which might look so holy from the outside, once I'm in it, it'll stop. You know how many times I stood in Uman? I'm thinking, oh, I can't believe I'm even standing here. This doesn't feel like anything. What's wrong with me? That's when I was observing myself from the outside, going there in that place, and I was already planning all these different things. What if you went with, us, with zero? We always tell Chavra on our trips, you go with zero expectations, just show up. Zero expectations. So it's the same Nakuda, a million, zillion times, infinitely more, when it comes to putting a talus over your head and just standing there and saying, Rebbe 
I'm here. So much going on in here. I'm about to say a lot of words to be Yotze, check this finish gate, but I want this to last more than just a few minutes in the day. So <clears throat> that's an Eitzah that I think is Shavel Echol Nefesh. Right now, what's the fear of committing that each of us will get here at 810? That we won't, we won't do it. Why not? Why won't we do it? So now I'll sound like the Rebbe in high school who tells you that if you knew you had to show up to a business meeting in the morning <laughs> and you were going to make 15 grand in, in 10 minutes, would you say, I can't, because I don't know, I don't know because the kids have to get to school. You'd, you'd find alternate solutions for your kids to get to school. It's a great <laughs> right or wrong? <laughs> He knew that the Torah was being written as he is walking out to meet Moshe. Yeah. He would have done it with tupin and dance and, yeah. and every bit of song. And that's the... That's, 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 that's intense. Like. But I'm really glad you brought up what you brought up because it's not... We're on a natural filtering cop-out of thinking. This is what he spoke about a few prakim ago. We have this natural filter that says when we have those thoughts of taking on something holy but we can't imagine anything, doing anything with it, that unless we filter them out. We don't allow them to come and play any pivotal role in our lives. Why? There's many reasons. One of them is the fear of that becoming old. There's this one nekud that we have to realize. This and being real is never old. Reb Nachman explains that is the thing that always meet chadesh, that always becomes new. Always. There's nothing. You know what becomes old? Shachas becomes old. Very old. Rabbi Ishmael, sometimes I hear those words, I get the, you know, it, it turns on that, that, that button that wants to run away from high school. Like the, sometimes even by me, it's, just, it's still like this today. But the element of coming and pouring it out before Hashem, that never, ever gets old. And that is a, that is a clear Eitzah. If we're going to be real, that's a clear Eitzah of how to make sure that momentary moment, moments of feeling high, <clears throat> any practicality in my life, any practicality in my life. And that's what we want. We want. We want to spend today with impurity. We want to spend today with impure thoughts and not have to work it up again tomorrow from scratch. Can you imagine if you didn't have to work it, you could actually bank on what was yesterday? Not have to work things up on scratch? Consciously? Subconsciously, I'm sure there's Gdusha that's growing every single night in us, and there's this growing account that we're not aware of that happens subconsciously. But can you imagine if that's what that was your mahalach of being avodat, that's avodat Hashem every single day? It's a conscious growth. So, again, there's no way that this will work without us continually getting together and discussing it. That's also, you should remember. Like, there's no way that'll continue to grow and work unless we keep on regrouping and going at it together. That's the point. That's why it's called a chabura. By the way, you know who knew this more than anyone else? Yitro. How do we know that he knew what we're just saying right now? The Rashi says, Vayishma Yitro, Mashma, Shama, what's the next word in Rashi? Does anyone know? Uva. Yitro heard about amazing things that happened to Am Yisrael. Both Kriyat Yamsuf, Mechemet Amalek, and then some say more than that because he came after Matan Torah. Whatever it is that he heard, he had itlavut. But what did he know? It's not going to last unless I leave my house and go and join them. His greatness is that he knew that for the highest to continue, it's about the chavra. It's about the chabura. 
It's about coming together and discussing and talking about it. And then he comes, he has a suda with Moshe Rabbeinu, and he's the first person that says what? Baruch Hashem. He comes to these ecstatic, these elated states of consciousness of being thankful and of feeling and tasting goodness after he, after he came with Moshe and they sat together and ate and discussed it. Anyway, that's, you know... That's what he says to Moshe also. That's what he tells Moshe Rabbeinu. Too much. You're doing everything by yourself. You're gonna, right, he continues that nachon. He continues that train of thought with his first eight to Moshe Rabbeinu as well. So, this is what this is the opportunity we have at hand. This is essentially what a yeshiva is really should be about is based upon. And yeah, we're not going back to yeshiva now, but we do have the opportunity to 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 go there in our in our way, in our unique, beautiful way. And now there's coffee and cake. <laughs> And now you're coming at 8.10. Forget it. The whole thing is, is turning over. Tuesday morning. See you all at 8.05.